Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you exhausted at trying to find love? Well, that's why we're talking to professional matchmaker Julie Amen from It's Just Lunch, who's been on Fifty Shades of K a few times Thanks before. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. You're a good friend of mine, and I know you're passionate about relationships, and you're passionate about helping people find their match. And this podcast today on Fifty Shades of K is all about swipe fatigue. You've been on the apps. You've been trying to find someone. You're exhausted because, Mm -hmm. Julie, a lot of people come to you at this point sometimes where they are just fed up with this. And that's where the swipe fatigue comes from. But isn't swipe fatigue really nowadays in 2017 just a natural part of dating? It really is. I mean, it's here to stay because we're all so busy between work and extracurricular and taking care of kids and we already have such full lives. So believe it or not, people don't find a lot of opportunities, they'll say, to meet other great singles. And so turning to websites or online apps, it's just so easy. It's so quick, right? And so the Well, that's pro- right at our fingertips a lot of the right times. There. No matter where you are, if you're traveling, if you're local, the problem is you have to make this really quick split second decision about someone swipe left swipe right and it becomes a game to a lot of people you almost forget that these are people on the other end and it can be a really discouraging impersonal game for a lot of the clients that I that I talk to so the thing is is that I'm always reminding people when I'm speaking at events or running into singles there are really great singles everywhere I mean, I don't from the grocery store to um, uh, the, the golf the, course absolutely. to even at work. The trick is to get your head out of your phone and off of these websites and be aware and open as to who is right in front of you. It's really all about the signals that you're sending out. And, and what can people do, though, to make themselves more approachable mm-hmm. that, that are that are looking to find someone? I say it all the time. I think we talked about it in the past, but being positive is the number one quality that singles are attracted to. And it's really easy to display positivity. They'll say, well, how do I do this? I mean, I think I'm a positive person. Well, others think you're positive if you're smiling. It's as simple as looking at someone. Uh, What a concept, right? But I'm telling you, no joke, I was at the grocery store the other day. Someone bumped into me, barely looked up from their phone. They said, I'm sorry. They apologized, barely looked up from their phone. And I thought, this is what's happening to singles out there, right? So you can really, oh my gosh, you can connect with so many people by these simple things, by making eye contact, by smiling. If you look approachable, I know it's a crazy concept, but you're going to get approached more. Now, as a matchmaker, when you have people that come to you and they do that first initial interview with sure. It's Just Lunch, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I know you personally, and I know that you are, you're an outspoken person and mm-hmm. you don't mind giving your opinions, do you coach people and almost tell them about 
I don't know what they're, how they're dressing and not that they shouldn't be themselves, but if you get somebody that comes to you and it's a guy with Mm -hmm. these old dirty jeans and these old dirty shoes, like, how do you handle that? Do you try to, because I'll be honest, that's not exactly approachable necessarily. You want to put a good impression out there, right? And but still be yourself. You want to be yourself, but dating is a skill set and I'm here to help them get what they want, which is a relationship. So the other day, um, sweetheart, sweetheart of a guy, new client of mine, hasn't had a lot of experience with dating, very heads down into his career, brings a lot to the table, a little bit of a wrinkled shirt, you know, um, tennies and I said well what are you gonna wear on your first date he's like well you know these pants these you know kicks the I said your shirt's wrinkled you know I you, you said that oh I have to I, I my goal is his goal and it's I know a lot of times sometimes I forget to say are you open to some feedback and I give it anyway <laughs> see you're like I, this you're like the Simon Cowell I feel like of the dating world <laughs> that but you but you are trying to help not really not hinder. Am. I mean I think people know where my intentions are and we usually end up laughing they're like What's wrong with these shoes? No, they're not appropriate. Or what's wrong? Nothing's wrong with the shoes. It's the socks you got on with the shoes. And here's the thing. You want to put your best foot forward. I know we're speaking literally here with the shoes, but you want to put your best foot forward with how you look because how you look is a it it really does throw back to how you feel on a date. And I want you to feel your best. I want you to feel sexy. If you're coming from work and you are keeping on, maybe you work in an office and you're keeping on a pair of slacks and, you know, your flats and, you know, a shirt that you wear every other week to work, you're not going to feel your best on a date. I want you to have those go-to outfits, that sexy black dress, that, you know, thing that you go, I just feel really great in this outfit. And there is a difference with that. And, you know, perhaps more as Mm -hmm. women, but I think men can relate too. that when, and it's not proper grammar but when you look good you feel good it's, you play good yes i mean you really you really it really affects mm-hmm, it, sure. it affects everything so i, I was just curious if you're that yeah, honest kinda, with people I, I really am that honest with people and again it's to their advantage i mean some people will say hey i am who i am and i'm not changing well that's okay too because it's going to weed out anyone who isn't really truly there for the right, right reason so it's all within within reason you know i mean if if you're coming from like i said you're a sous chef and you're you're coming from work you're not that's not going to translate well into dating so so we need to up our game a little bit. But um, so being approachable, looking your best certainly has a, a lot to do with it. Um, but also, again, putting your phone down, you have to disconnect if you want to connect with others. I say it all the time. And you have to disconnect if you want to connect and, re- to. and really connect with someone. Yes. If you're constantly checking social media, you're texting, you're missing an opportunity to meet with someone who is right in front of you. You have to really communicate with people and you have to talk with people look them in the eye put your phone away live in the moment but see that scares some people a friend of mine who is still out there looking for someone he is the sweetest guy hardworking, yeah. loves his family but he is shy yeah so shy mm-hmm. What do you say to someone like that? How can they spark a conversation with someone? Well, if they know that they're more introverted, that's not wrong either. I work with a lot of clients who come to me as a matchmaker at It's Just Lunch and say, I don't do well in large social situations. I have to go to them at work and I, you know, kind of stay in the background, but I do want to be in a relationship. So being in a one-on-one date where you know a lot about that person, you're checking in, hey, you know, Tom here to meet Sue, they take you to your table, that's where you meet. We're going to give you a lot of information about that person to make it feel very organic. I always say to my clients, it should feel like a friend is setting you up on a date. And if it doesn't, 
I'll give you more information. So I want what them to What a great have, thing that you're offering because, I've, I mean, you guys take care of, of the bill when it comes to It's Just Lunch. You're giving them information. So it's, you know, they, you have some things you can pull from in your mind mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, tell me. We split the bill for our clients in regards to taking oh, care of it. So, so go Dutch. We do split the bill. But, but my point is, though, there's, yes. not, that, there's not that awkward. There's not an awkward. Because some no. of that gives people anxiety, no, exactly. especially introverted people. Mm-hmm. It gives them anxiety. But and you guys. Not everyone is outgoing. I mean, I I have to remind myself of that sometimes. But when I meet with someone. And for you and I, we're like, just we're talk like, to yeah, them. Just go up to them if you want to talk to them. <laughs> but that's not always the case for clients. And so I love working with clients to say, what are you looking for? Typically, I will tell you I match on those qualities. If you are introverted, you are going to do so much better dating someone who also loves staying in, reading books, watching movies. Because I know people will say, do opposites really attract I don't really think so, to be honest. Um, look at Fergie and Josh Dumel, who just recently said that they're getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. They both have now said they were the opposites attract. Mm-hmm. And it was all this physical, you it's know, great. fireworks right. at the start. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, it's like we're very very different people. Sure. And that's kind of what happened with me and my ex-husband. I right. mean, good guy. We grew up together, knew each other for a long time, but right. a, a, a real introvert. Yeah, you've shared that. I, I'm an extrovert. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of over time. It's like as our lives started to change, we saw these differences. And that's why it didn't work. When you're constantly making those concessions for someone, you start to build a resentment. And so, yeah, it's better to both. If you're both social, great. Obviously, balance is important. Yeah, you want to you be identical. Of course. And sometimes it's nice to have those differences, too, because yes. you can be out doing your hobby. He or she's out doing their hobby. So it's not the, the end of end all be all, but complete opposites. Right. Long term, I, I just don't see how that can work. No. And, and back to your friend, your, your shy friend, the best way to strike up a conversation I always say there are two things. Talk about something that you have in common, which is what we're giving to our clients. But even in general, if you're not working with a matchmaker or something that you're curious about, this can be as easy as grocery shopping. If you are in the wine aisle and you double take someone in that wine aisle and you think, oh, my gosh, she's a beauty or I'd love to go to dinner with that guy. Well, Go out there. It's a little bit of a risk, yes, but it can be as easy as saying, hey, have you tried that bottle before? I always stick with the same thing. You're both in the wine aisle. There is your lead-in. Or I've always wanted to try that. Talk to me. Do you like it? So... That's great. That's kind of why, not even in a romantic sense, that's why people stop and talk about the weather. Because whoever you're talking to is experiencing the same weather that you are. You got and it. it's trying to find yes, that, it's that, an easy that thing common to talk about. thing. That in- common thread. Um, but the best rule of thumb, and I say this all the time, be genuine. If you're not into wine, don't talk about wine. Talk about the apples in the produce <laughs> section or something else. But don't be fake. Don't be phony. Single see right through that. And so I don't care what pickup line. If it's really funny, you may get away with it. But otherwise, be sincere. Hey, I... I've seen you here before. I wanted to talk to you the last time. You know, I don't want to sound creepy, but... It's just best to really be sincere. That goes a long way when it well, comes to... And I think being, like you said, being sincere and being honest, there was a friend of mine, now married, the guy that she met, they met at a bar. He mm-hmm. honestly came up to her, not a pickup line, but he mm-hmm. said, he's like, I've been looking at you all night and I am so nervous to talk to you, but can I buy you a drink? Mm-hmm. And she thought that was the cutest thing ever. Yeah, that and he, it is. That he, said, he honestly says, like, I'm, I'm really nervous to talk to you, but I've been looking at you all night. There. And, our, and they're married with two kids. See, I mean, there's again that no risk, no reward. And so that's what I'll say to clients, too. Let's take things slowly and let's just get you out on some first dates. And whatever your hesitations are, whatever you're nervous about, whatever you think you stumbled on during that date, let's talk about it.
and let's build that skill set of dating and connecting. How do you feel, though, with people? What's your advice when they meet someone and they're they're interested? Mm-hmm. Do they give out their phone number mm-hmm. right away? I sure. mean, you know, I get this this, all the time. in this day and age, you want to be safe. I mm-hmm. mean, maybe I'm speaking more on behalf of the women that are listening. But what do you say to that? You want to be mindful of the situation that you're meeting that person in. Um, if you don't feel comfortable giving out your number, then don't. Although... If you talk for a while, if you, if you, it's a great way to start communication through texting. You can always block someone. I mean, you really can. I hate to, I hate to jump forward to a negative spin, but if it's not someone that turns out to be the person you thought, then block them. But um, if you do give out your number, I think that's fine. I would not give out a lot of other personal information. Hey, I work downtown. I you know, live in this area. I hang out here all the time. You're not going to share anything like that until you really get to know that person better. But to start a communication with texting and with a phone number, it's not a bad idea. If you're not comfortable with that, suggest a place and back to that grocery aisle scenario it you know hey my girlfriends and i are going to be at the kempton you know this weekend we're going to go to the rooftop it's going to be 80 degrees you should check it out that's opening a door to continued communication yeah. without giving out your number. Yeah. And that's that's something you can do also. Absolutely. And with It's Just Lunch, if they are going that right route and working with a matchmaker, do you give out personal information right away? We or don't. They're only connecting. So no. for people that Blind are a little dates. nervous, it's it's mm-hmm. safe. I mean, it's a safe you guys are screening everything, kind of. Well, we we do. I sit down and I meet with every one of our clients, myself as well as our team. And so we get to know their style, their personality, the energy they give off. And we're setting up the dates at restaurants that are comfortable for the both of them. We typically have our clients meet in the middle. And so Brookfield is you know a really common meeting place for a lot of people. But you're just checking in under first names. And so, again, um, you know, Eric, you're here to meet... Um, Judy, and they take you to your table, and that's where you meet. It's that information about each other and saying, so Julie said that you love skiing, cross-country skiing. I just bought a pair last year. I'm giving them that springboard of conversation. It's an appetizer. It's a drink. It's a coffee. So it's a quick way to say, yes, there was a connection. I felt very comfortable. Or... I don't know, Julie. Here, I felt like he was like his schedule was really crazy. I'm going to see him again. I found him really attractive, but I just feel like our schedules don't quite jive. So next time, can you focus on someone who maybe has a little bit more of a nine to five schedule? Whatever the case is, I'm I'm always saying you can't share too much. Tell me so that we can use that information moving forward with your next date. This sounds like such a great way to date because back to this whole original podcast idea of swiping fatigue. This is a way to not deal with the swiping fatigue and. Don't you feel like you work with a lot of people that have a lot of hobbies, that are busy, that don't have the time to just sit on their yeah, phone? Definitely. You, you kind of do the hard part, really. We, we do the hard part. There's yeah. no doubt about it. We're doing all the work for our clients. I always say, all you have to do is show up, have fun, and call me the next day and tell me how things went. And so, and don't what, wear a wrinkled shirt when you're showing no up. No wrinkled <laughs> shirts. And you're right. Swipe fatigue. Clients will say, Julie, I, I've dated online or they don't want to expose themselves online. But when it comes to swipe fatigue, three dates, three months, whatever it is, they'll say, I'm not getting what I want out of this. And so I had a client yesterday, I thought it was funny, who's like, hey, unless she's going to walk into my living room as I'm watching Netflix tonight and cooking dinner, probably not going to happen anytime soon because I'm done with this part-time job 
of going online and looking through profiles and trying to figure out who's on the same page with me, who's serious, who's genuine. My clients will say, I'm genuine. I thought I'd find the same thing online. You have to... You got to, you know, sometimes kiss a lot of frogs to find them. This is a little bit more of a streamlined way of meeting people who are on the same page as you, relationship-minded. Yep. And the website is IJL.com. It's just lunch. We'll link it up at 991themix.com. One final question before we wrap up. I always love hearing your success stories that yes. you've had. Do you have any new ones to share recently? Oh, my goodness. I am so lucky to have so many to share. But the one from yesterday that truly comes to mind is... I had a client call and it was one of my first marriages. It was clients in Green Bay that I matched and they ended up getting married. And it was someone that she's a doctor and it was one of her patients called me yesterday and said, I got your name from someone who you matched and they got married. And I said, well, who is it? And she goes, I don't know if I should. I said, honey, it's my client. I said, you can share it with me. You're not breaking any confidentiality. And when she shared it, I just was, it was just a really great thing that it was one of my first marriages. And so I work now I'm working with this woman and I thought it was so great that as a doctor, she is meeting with a client and talking about whatever medical condition they were. And oh, by the way, I met my husband through Juliet. It's just lunch. And so that's how that conversation that's started. Great. So I thought that was great. But so many great stories. I mean, clients who just have challenges and it could be, I haven't dated in 30 years, Julie. I never thought I'd be in the situation. Those are always the ones that I just think I know I can make a positive, impactful difference. What about people that say that they feel like their past is baggage? Perhaps they have a messy situation mm-hmm. they still have to deal with with an ex or, mm-hmm. you know, they have, I'm not saying kids are baggage. I'm a stepmom, but sure. I know people that feel that and feel like, well, I'm, I'm 38. Who's going to want to, who's going to want me? I have, sure. I have three kids or mm-hmm. what, whatever the case may be. What do you say to people like yeah. that? Well, I remind them that everyone comes to a relationship with quote unquote baggage. It doesn't matter if it's a past relationship, if it's, you know, financial baggage, whatever it is. Everyone comes into a relationship with something. It's understanding what your quote unquote again baggage is and being with someone who is ready to take that on and embrace that when it comes to children being baggage. Oh, I have heard from so many clients. The biggest surprise is how much children add to a relationship in a positive way. Oh my gosh. And I speak from experience to that with my stepson. I adore Mm -hmm. and love him and he's great. And when I met my husband, I knew that my, his son, my stepson came with him, but I do have these friends that I can think of right now that have kids and are divorced and feel like, I don't know, is a guy going to, you know, want to deal with this because the ex and they're arguing about the calendar and the schedule and, but you, they come with you. So if someone doesn't see you, with them included, right. then they're not the right person. Circles back to communication. Hey, it's important to let people, you got you have to tell them if you have a big financial burden. Hey, I have this much in student loans. I know your goal is to get married, have kids, mine too, but this comes with me and I, I feel the need to share it. You don't want there to be surprises in no. the relationship. Because that doesn't build trust. It doesn't. And this, this has to happen pretty early on in a relationship. The person for you is going to accept your baggage and work with you on it. And they're going to carry your bags for you. They will. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Oh, Julie, I love when you come on 50 Thank Shades of K. Thank you for having me. The website again is itsjustlaunch.com. This could be your day. This could be the way that you find that person, that person you've been waiting for. So reach out. Everything's linked up at 991themix.com. Thanks, Julie. Thanks, Elizabeth. 
If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe. So to subscribe to 50 Shades of K, make sure you're on your iTunes app, Google Play, or your podcast app on your smartphone. Search for 50 Shades of K. That's five zero Shades of K. Then there should be a little button where you hit subscribe. There's also a little button where you can hit review. I'd love it if you left a review. Let me know what you think. Again, it's 50 Shades of K. Thanks so much for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.